Zara, I am so excited to talk about today's sponsor. It's the new film, Challenges. It's from the director of Call Me By Your Name, Luca Guadagnino, and stars and is produced by none other than our girl Zendaya. Yeah, you know I love her. You love her too. I love her so much. Zendaya plays Tashi Duncan, a former tennis prodigy turned coach who is married to a Grand Slam champion, currently on a losing streak. And if that's not bad enough, Tashi's strategy to help her husband break his curse sort of takes a surprising and awkward turn. Hmm, awkward indeed. Because now he must face off against his former best friend and Tashi's ex-boyfriend, Patrick. Zara, the tensions are running high. I know. Tashi's someone who makes no apologies for her game on and off the court. It's her game, her rules, but with her past and present colliding, Tashi must face reality and ask herself, what will it cost to win? Challenges is the sexy drama that everyone's talking about and it's definitely not one you want to miss. It's about passion, friendship and what happens when your past comes back to challenge you. You can grab a ticket from Tuesday the 26th. So grab your friends and get excited. I will be grabbing you and we are definitely going to be going to watch it. Oh, please. Thank you so much to Challenges for making this episode of Shameless possible. Welcome to Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart people who love dumb stuff. You're joined, as always, by Melbourne writers Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. I don't know why I'm reading it. It's, it's a line I've said every day for the last five years. Hello, Hi. Zara McDonald. Hello, producer Annabelle Lee. We are in a brand new space. Hi. Hi. I'm like, that was very loud by me. I'm like, where am I? I'm we so are, we're slightly offbeat today because we are not in our home. We are in a different studio. We are filming this for you. It's a full video episode to celebrate the end of the year. Of course, it's the 2023 Shameless End of Year Awards. The COAs, which I only realised recently that we've made the acronym Shameless End of Year Awards, COAs. I was looking at it when we were preparing this episode, being like, is it supposed to be COAs? COAs? It's a silent Y. A silent Y, so it's a We, as you guys know. COAs. Oh, oh, you know what? Let's not yassify it. I think we're going to non-yassify the COs. Um, Now, as you guys know from last year, the COs are where we acknowledge the biggest pop culture stories and celebrity stories from the year. What we've done this year is we have enlisted a thousand shameless listeners, a brains trust of shameless listeners, to vote on their favourite stories across a few different categories. We don't know what the winners of the awards are. Our producer, Chelsea, is off to the right behind the camera. She's put together the world's cutest little envelopes for us that they're are not teeny tiny we ordered them online thinking we were getting proper envelopes they're envelopes for mice I... they're really cute <laughs> they should be at least three times the size <laughs> get it <laughs> no oh, okay you've not seen zoolander Oh. oh. Anyway, let's yeah, move on. They're not, they're not particularly put well uh, or neatly on that table, but we are so happy to be here, Mish. We are so happy to be here. It's all made possible by Dan Murphy's and Dan's Daily. Watch along, guys. Given it's a video episode, you can see our faces as we present this one right now. All you need to do is go into Spotify. If you have a Spotify account, just search for Shame More. That is our subscription platform, but uh, 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 you do not need a subscription to watch this. We've just made it accessible for all. Also, hook it up to your TV. I feel like this could be a fun one if you want to have a drink along with us. 
put it on your TV, watch this episode in full. I can't wait. I am a bit nervous about the fact that I have to be conscious of my facial expressions this whole time. Oh, yeah. Well, like, often when we're not talking. It's just resting in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I take a little nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to a be... power nap. Yeah, true. Well, I, I was on Twitter last week and found stories. Um, I, I am a bit nervous about that, so I will do my best to be very engaged. I feel like we're all on. We're all good. We're here. We're ready for a good time. This is the shameless end of year awards, the CEO. Oh, yes. The shameless <laughs> the she, the CEO like, is. We're on. And then I fell into an <laughs> and, and then we went off. She's off. <laughs> Shall we jump into the first category today? Please. It's yes. my favourite. It is Clanger of the Year. Clanger of the Year. Of course, this goes out to, we actually had this at the first CEO years last year, guys. We had Clanger of the Year. It's just for the person who maybe said the clunkiest thing, did the clunkiest thing. Our first nominee is Prince Harry for his virginity story. Do we remember? Oh, yes, very faintly, I yes. must admit. Let's take you back on the journey. Now, this was this year. This kind of threw me a bit because I would have said this was last year easily yeah. if someone had quizzed me. But no, it was from the start of this year. Prince Harry's memoir came out in January this year. And on January 10, he told the world as part of this memoir, how he lost his virginity. Now, oh, yeah. Do you remember? He told readers of his book that he lost his virginity to an older woman who treated him like a young stallion. Discussing what he called the inglorious episode, he said, she liked horses quite a lot and treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, after which she smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. Behind a busy pub. Did he we, really enjoyed a horse metaphor? With I was going to say, did we ever give enough kind of credit to the horse metaphor when we read this out the first time? Credit? I don't know if it deserves I mean, <laughs> credit. It kind of makes me want to die. Now, this woman that Prince Harry lost his virginity to came forward to identify herself. This was my favourite part of the story. Sasha Walpole is her name, and she said she almost fell off her sofa when she heard their grassy sex story <laughs> retold to the world in Harry's memoir. Sasha said that she was easily identifiable, which I would like to maybe well, be alone with. <laughs> among some circles, she was probably easily identifiable, but I was never going to gonna find out. Not in our circle. No, I love it when that happens. Someone's like, I simply must tell my story to the whole world. But if it's true and the story you know, had been told, about her, I'd be like, well, I guess it was me. <laughs> now, the audience need to decide, is it the virginity story that's a bigger clanger or is the frost-bitten penis that's the bigger clanger? Maybe the great clanger is Prince Harry's quotes in his memoir because, of course, we had the frostbitten penis. He spoke about the fact that before the wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton in 2011, mm. he had been, like, hiking He'd been to the North Pole and he said this, Upon arriving home, as in arriving home from the North Pole, I'd been horrified to discover that my nether regions were frost-snipped as well. And while my ears and cheeks were already healing, the todger wasn't. It was becoming more of an issue by the day. Yes, he went on. Pa was very interested and sympathetic about the discomfort of my frost-snipped ears and cheeks, and it was an effort not to overshare. <laughs> <laughs> And tell him also about my equally tender penis. Tender? Uh -uh. The, the wording of equally tender penis? It's just too much. Nominee number one. A strong nominee. Mm -hmm. a, a strong nominee. <laughs> uh, an equally strong nominee in number two. Now, I reckon a lot of our listeners will have forgotten this story, but this will still stand up as one of my favourite story of the year. The next nominee is the writer, the British writer, who told the world her husband isn't hot anymore. Oh my goodness, yes. It's taking us back. In fact, it's taking us back to March when, and I, I mean, we need to be self-aware. It's maybe not strictly pop culture. <laughs> no, it's not at all. We're bending it because writer Molly Gunn 
who also goes by the Instagram handle at SelfishMotherBlog. She wrote an op-ed in The Times with the headline, My husband used to be hot. If I met him now, would I still fancy him? <laughs> the title was bad. The story is was worse. worse. <laughs> now, I feel her opener when she opened this story is probably one of the most revealing parts of this whole thing because she wrote, I want you to know before we go any further that Tom has signed off on, the, on me writing about this. Three years ago, I wrote about our marriage and pondered the idea of us getting divorced to a global audience. He only found out about it when I posted the piece to my 116,000 Instagram followers. Oops. Oops. Now, it's a bit of a track record. <laughs> she went on. <laughs> On some days, I do fancy him. So on some days, we do get intimate. But on other days, I look at this grown-up 45-year-old man with his furrowed brow, a habit of talking with food in his mouth, an unfortunate green-gold gilet, and a cap grimace that hides his now coarse salt-and-pepper hair. And I think, who are you? Who is this man I'm married to? Where is Tom? <laughs> Where is Tom? She, she went on. Sometimes it makes me sad that the Tom I met is gone. The handsome, <laughs> chilled out DJ with worn in tees and long hair is no longer around. Tom is still funny. This week he has been calling himself your formerly hot husband, but his banter Tom. his banter is less frequent, less playful. He no longer pats my bum on regular occasions. It used to be a thing. He no longer calls me Molly Mott the Moo. Now it's just Mo. Just Mo. <laughs> Now, Molly also said that she has begun tuning out when her husband Tom talks for longer than two minutes and that she feels trapped. I remember when we did this segment back in March, we were like, justice for Tom, and I still feel exactly that way. They justice for Tom. This is quite a clangor. I know it's probably not going to have won because people won't have remembered it, but I think this might be close to my winner. Our third nominee, <laughs> our third and final nominee, is Rupert Murdoch and his short-lived engagement, also in March this year. I feel like the early months of this year were ripe for a clangor. Totally. And honestly, guys, we had to cull this category down. There could have been 20 stories. We were selected. Now, yeah. this came less than a year after it was announced that Rupi and Jerry Hall were divorcing. The then 92-year-old Rupert Murdoch, of course, announced in March that he was to be married again to 66-year-old Anne Leslie Smith. He did an exclusive with the New York Post to mark the occasion, and herein lies the clangor. Yes, he... <laughs> <laughs> he said. Actually, it's like the fourth we time go. we've read this quote on the show this Buckle year. <laughs> I was very nervous. I dreaded falling in love, but I knew this would be my last. It better be. I actually didn't sort of settle on that one enough, that line. I'm happy. We're both looking forward to spending the second half of our no. lives together. 92 years old and he's planning on another 92 years. If anyone was going to do it. Now, clanger number two occurred two weeks later when the engagement was called off. It's kind of wild that this does sound like a storyline from Succession. Totally. Like it sounds stranger than reality. Absolutely. I actually went back through our notes and our run sheet for this episode back in March and I thought this from our notes was quite funny. This is what we wrote in our notes. I don't know if it was you and I don't know if it was me. The second half of Rupert's life if it is officially back up for grabs because apparently he has called off his engagement to Anne Leslie Smith two weeks after it was announced. Do you remember, Annabelle, why they called off the engagement? No. It was very it, sudden. Was it something he did? No. no. Oh. Anne Leslie Smith was quite evangelical and when tabloid started writing about that, Rupert said, no, 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 I can't spend the second half of my life with a woman who's evangelical. Oh. Well, all this in evangelical. This anyway. evangelical. Shall we um, award the winner? Yes. Who do we think is going to win before Annabelle opens the envelope? I think Prince Harry's going to win. I, yeah. Who would you vote for? I think the listeners are going to vote for Rupert Murdoch. 
I would like for Molly Gunn to win. Molly Gunn will not win. She's my winner. I think Prince Harry will win. Annabelle? I'm guessing Rupee. Yeah, I think Rupee. I think it'll be Rupee. Let's go. Right. Oh, my Here's the envelope. The listeners are there. It's so fun. I'm kind of shaking, guys. Okay. You have to say and the award goes to. Imagine if we had one of those award show moments where we mix up the winners. That'd be quite a play. No, Joe Jonas. I don't know. Okay, the winner is Prince Harry. Yay. Can we clap? Is that what we do? I also give my own award to Molly Gunn, though. These are the cutest little envelopes. All right. for the people watching. Now, the next award category is TikTok of the Year. Wow, we've just thrown this. <laughs> it's, just getting, it's getting absolutely wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so TikTok of the year. Our first nominee, of course, is the Fitzroy Garage Party. This one, again, was right from the beginning of 2023. It actually happened maybe at the very, very end of December, but the chatter about it was definitely happening in January, so we decided that it counts. This actually also just recently won TikTok of the Year at the Australian TikTok Awards. So, I mean, it had to be announced. It had to be announced. We had to talk about it. I mean, who could possibly forget? We had a whole group of young people, young men, filming themselves having a party in Fitzroy. It was very grunge. It opened mm-hmm. with one throwing an egg at a brick wall. Yeah, and then someone else was getting, like, a buzz card. A buzz card, yeah. The tapping it's of the, the top of the group. Also, also, this is one for the video viewers. This. Yeah. <laughs> the hands together <laughs> prayer sign towards I the camera. I actually think I could probably do this off the top of my head. I, it feels like a choreographed dance. <laughs> yeah. Now, the question that was on everybody's lips in January was cool or cringe? Yeah. And a lot of people decided cringe. But they dare did. I say, as time has gone on, so cringe it's become cool? I agree. I think it's done a full 360. Started cool, went to cringe, back to cool. Yeah. It also went fully globally viral. Like this was reported across the world. I, I found people on my TikTok feed at the time from like the UK talking about Fitzroy, there which was so bizarre. There were people in Scotland doing spoof videos yeah. of this. It was so <laughs> weird. And then later we found out <laughs> from Brian Taylor, <laughs> AFL great, who was probably sitting in the studio behind us because on the Dylan Friends podcast. Oh, yes! Because we're at... Producey yep. today. Where where it happened, guys. This where is an immersive happened. experience for you all. Brian Taylor went on the Dylan Friends podcast and said, I own the house of the Fitzroy Garage Party. It was my kids in that. And it was quite niche. And I don't think that story got picked up nearly as much as it should have. No, but he did say on the Dylan Friends podcast, every day there are people lined up, many people out the front taking photos going, this is it. This is the set. (laughs) A proper landmark. Yeah, it is. I think it actually is. All right, our second nominee for TikTok of the year, the trend of Roman Empire. Guys, Roman Empire has entered the everyday lexicon. What is your Roman Empire? It's wild to me how quickly this has entered the lexicon. Like, it's everywhere. People just using this in everyday conversation when I'm out socially as if everybody would obviously understand the context of a TikTok trend, which I just think is, like, deeply impressive. Of course, this story is from September. Yep. Kind of fun fact here, same week that Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness broke up. Oh, it was announced that they broke up. What a moment in time. I would have thought Roman Empire was a bit older than this, but this is from September and this is how quickly it's caught on. Yes, yes, yes. Now, it was a pretty simple concept. Videos started to go viral where women were asking their male partners how often they thought of the Roman Empire. Mm. And it turns out a lot of men think about the Roman Empire every single day because not much else is going on up there. Not much else is going on up there. I think that's... (laughs) Not harsh enough. (laughs) That's our second nominee. Our third nominee for TikTok of the year is Wedding of the Century. Anyone who's listened to the show recently is all too familiar with this one. Texan car dealership heiress Madeline Brockway 
got married in a very, very bougie wedding. Oh, yeah. Some reports said 50 million, others said 90 million. We decided to be semi-conservative and we just started rolling with the stat 60 mil. Well, my favourite part about this story, actually not my favourite part about this story, there's lots I love about this story, but is that I think every time I see a headline about this wedding, the figure gets bigger. <laughs> it's like no one actually knows, but let's just add a little bit mayo. One billion dollar wedding. Every time. Now, of course, it was just a lot of money. We know we had lunch at a Chanel haute couture salon in France. They stayed at Versailles, which again, nobody knows how it's you can no, actually do. It's no Melbourne Aquarium. Thank but it's you. Something. That is the joke we will reuse for today. Um, I mean, of course, it was that registry where there was a US $12,000 Butterfly glass, crystal butterfly house. So, you know, butterflies uh, are wanting to move (laughs) (laughs) into the crystal butterfly house. (laughs) Wow! Sorry, the wedding was at a chateau, and they had a live orchestra as well as a live Maroon Five concert. Zara reckons she could do better. I said they wouldn't be my first choice, but um, perhaps nor would nor would a ninety million dollar wedding be my first choice. I just feel like that. Charlotte is our videographer. Zip it. <laughs> she's off to the left of me now and she's laughing Keep at a lot of these together. jokes. I feel like the Maroon 5 song that starts with beauty queen at only 18, that would go off at a wedding. That's true. Just imagine like everyone down on the dance floor. No. I feel I, like that's a sad song. Is it not, Zara? Uh, Lyric expert? Yeah, no, it is a sad song. Yeah. But that's okay. I think it's a sad song. <laughs> God, you're really testing me right now. Now, of course, after the wedding, we had that like wild pivot where it became clear that the husband of Madeline Brockway, yeah, Jacob Legrone, is now facing multiple decades in prison for firing a gun at police in March this year. Allegedly firing a gun at Allegedly firing a gun, but he's facing huge penalties. So naturally, the question we kept asking ourselves is, why such a big wedding? Why such a big in the wedding? Backwound. 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 <laughs> it's not a lot of editing going on today. <laughs> Which brings us to Annabelle. Will you do oh, the honours? Yes. Who has won this category? I'm going to give my vote to Roman Empire. I'm going to give my vote to um, Fitzroy Garage Party because I feel like we put up our poll just after the TikTok Awards and that will be freshest in everybody's oh. mind. Chelsea, our producer to the right behind camera, is nodding at me. So I, is that oh. mean I'm right? And Chelsea is the only one in the room who actually knows the winners. It's I'm, like the brown though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess Fitzroy Garage Party as well. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, you can't rip them. Oopsies. And the winner of this category. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was what I mispronounced anyway. No, I just, I run with it. Um, is the Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two from two. Clap. Clap, 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 throwing this one to clap. the side yeah. as well. Very nice. Good voting, everyone. Oh, wonderful voting. Guys, we have so many more awards to come. First, a word from today's sponsor. Guys, time for our third category. We called 2023 the year of divorce again, but only because I feel like there were maybe three to four months where everyone got divorced and then the divorces really dried up. It was like the European summer. Everyone wanted to split. Well, it's interesting because I remember as this was happening, people were like, are there more divorces than usual or are we just focusing on all the divorces? But when again, when I was going back through every single run sheet we did, I was like, no, there is absolutely far, far more divorces this year. Yeah. And big, big name divorces than any other year. Again, we couldn't include every divorce. I was fighting very hard for Sofia Vergara's divorce to make it into this. And I said no. I said obviously they wouldn't win. 
Annabelle, was that the correct decision? I agree with you, yeah, yep. for reasons I don't I know. I just wanted to talk about them because I loved them so much and I was quite shook post our scandal that they had split. But let's talk about our first <laughs> nominee. Of course, it is Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. I mean, surely, guys, this one is self-explanatory. Self-explanatory and surely the winner, you would think. In September, news leaked that Joe and Sophie were splitting. At least I don't think Sophie knew this at the time. It actually all kicked off with a report in TMZ on September 3rd that Joe was shopping around for divorce lawyers in LA. Whoever is in Joe's team spoke to TMZ and they were really out to trash Sophie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, don't forget the stories that came out after that divorce about the him spotting something in a ring camera. Yeah, her being a party. And that, and that was, and yeah, not wanting to stay at home with the kids. There were so many inferences throughout a lot of the leakings to TMZ yep. over the course of just a few days. I mean, this the smear campaign, though, I would call it a smear campaign. Yeah, I think for that's sure. Fair. It completely backfired because the public emphatically rallied around Sophie and Joe looked like a bit of a deal. He looked really, <laughs> really silly. I think this was such a... Such a misstep from his team. He actually could have been a nominee for Clanger of the Year just with his PR strategy around all of this. Sophie looked so much better because she didn't really do much at all. She let him, dare I say, dig his own grave. Yeah. She went to ground. The only time we saw her was when she was going to dinner with Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift was looking really pissed off in pap shots. Yeah, well, they they definitely linked arms and kind of made themselves a team in all of this. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fascinating to watch. I think what I find most interesting, so I actually can't stop doing this with the velvet cap. <laughs> just rubbing it. Just stroking it like it's, a cat. <laughs> so for those who aren't watching and are just listening, there's a sitting on a velvet couch and it is the smoothest thing. It's also one of those couches felt. where you can draw yourself a little a little I just image. feel loved. <laughs> it's, like it's like a warm hug. Yeah, anyway, I'll keep doing this and so now that I flagged it. Um what to kiss Peregrine Pearson. Oh sorry, we'll say that. Yes. Yeah, no no oh, actually I wasn't gonna say that. What I was gonna say is these two had this really dramatic, very public falling out. They then had their child custody sort of arrangement decided through mediation. Mm. And then this story fell off a cliff. And I think that's what I found most fascinating about this story because I'm like, this was everywhere and then it was suddenly nowhere. And I wonder how that happened. Like when they were finally in mediation, were they both coming to the same table and deciding that now this was going to kind of happen behind closed doors? It is fascinating to me how quickly we stopped talking about this. They must have come to some kind of agreement that nothing would go through the media anymore. They would have had to because it was bad. we were seeing Joe out papped with the kids and we had never seen that during their entire yeah. marriage. They'd been so private. Then all of a sudden he's on ice cream dates with his children and it's ending up in the media. I just think this was a really fascinating story, probably one of the biggest stories of the year for mine. And I mean, I kind of still really, really wonder. I actually think my Roman Empire is what the hell happened between these two. Like, Remember the reports that they had a big argument on his birthday? Yeah. I want to know what it was about. I don't know if my Roman Empire is as much what happened between them, but my Roman Empire is actually what his PR team were doing and like yeah. what the conversations were behind closed doors where they thought this was going to work. I mean, clearly they decided it wasn't and that's why the news died down as well. But I am fascinated by that as well. So that's nominee number one. Nominee number one. Nominee number two, Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness. It wasn't as dramatic. It might have been equally shocking, dare I say, on the 15th of September as we were in the thick of Joe and Sophie News. People Magazine reported that after 27 years of marriage, Hugh and Deborah were headed for Splitsville as well. Splitsville! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we're suddenly the Daily Mail. I'm suddenly 55 years old. Do Do we think that 
Hugh and Deborah timed yes. this to come out in the thick of Joe and Sophie so it was less of a splash? Um, I think September generally is quite a busy time anyway. I think I actually just made that out. I just, <laughs> like, um, busy in oh, what regard? I don't know. You know when you just know you're starting to talk out of your heart <laughs> you need to stop yourself? Okay, what do I think about September? I mean, perhaps we'd already been talking a lot about divorces, though. Mm. Like, there had been so many conversations about how many divorces were happening this year. They probably thought they could slip this one in. I mean, they were never going to properly slip it in. People were genuinely... Slip it in. <laughs> Let's not draw attention to no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this shocked a lot of people. I got quite a lot of SOS messages from my mother the, the day that the news dropped interestingly but not surprisingly for mine there's been no news of either of them really since they've split neither of them have spoken to the press Hugh Jackman's popped up once again with Taylor Swift and Ryan Reynolds yeah I mean every, to be, everyone's just being spotted are they with paying Taylor, Taylor? Yeah, I don't know if she's like the post breakup strategy <laughs> yeah. PR strategy and I think it works do we care more about them or do we care more about Joe and Sophie Joe and Sophie, Joe and Sophie. Sure. Joe and Sophie but I think so that's far. by design of them giving us so little yeah yeah agree our third nominee for this category will and jada who aren't divorced but have been separated almost since the dawn of time yes yeah. i think longer than we've been doing this show genuinely longer than we've been doing the show the entire time we've done shameless will and jada not together no from the beginning absolute stateville guys they've been living there yeah. for years now jada pinkett smith's memoir was released in october and in it she wrote about the fact that as we keep saying her and will smith have been separated for years but not divorced now in 2016 these two decided that they wanted to live separate lives they never wanted a divorce which meant of course that during that great big dramatic slap keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth at the 2022 Academy Awards they weren't actually together. Yeah they weren't which actually means Will and Jada might be the only people mentioned in both COs so far. They were up for the Golden COA last year. Well Will was yeah. Will was for the slap. Now of course, we find this increasingly odd because of the August Elsina entanglement drama as well. Everyone almost <laughs> lost in the script. Everyone <laughs> assumed Jada was cheating on Will with August, this guy who's like two decades her junior. But she wasn't. Sorry. She wasn't even with <laughs> Oh my god, I snorted. I'm not handling this I'm setup very well. <laughs> I'm much better in my own studio. Sarah's creeping a desk. <laughs> Sarah really wants a desk. The funny thing about this is for years I've been like, maybe we get couches and Zara's like, no, I want a table. I need a desk, <laughs> I'm realizing a computer, why. a table. I need, I'm out of Sarah routine. wants to be in the warm embrace of the office. Yeah, although. <laughs> yeah, for someone who hates couches, you keep touching this one. Yeah. It's just, it's all new. Now, the further I get away from this Will and Jada story, the less I understand it. That is why it's a nominee for Divorce of the Year. Who are our votes going to? Annabelle, you can grab the gold envelope. I'm going to grab it. As I say, mine goes to Sophie and Joe. Yeah, I think Sophie and Joe are a clear winner, right? Yeah, I think they have to be the winners. <laughs> Just posing for the camera, because why not? <laughs> okay, and the winner goes. The winner goes to? The winner is. The award goes, goes to. The award goes to Sophie and Joe. Yay. Of surprise <laughs> absolutely nobody. Our fourth category, the alleged slash smoky love triangle of the year. I think some people would have heard the contenders, the nominees for Divorce of the Year and wondered, girlies, where the fuck is Ariana Grande? And we're oh, here to tell you she's right here in the love triangle category. <laughs> the alleged love triangle. <laughs> I, or 
Yeah, okay. Let's the smoky love triangle. <laughs> We're just keeping ourselves safe. Now, of course, you, Ariana Grande, Ethan Slater, Lily J, mammoth story from the middle of this year. This all sort of kicked off in July this year. Can everyone hear my glass clinking? I might yep, bit my, of ASMR. I might put my drink down for the moment. We learned that not only was she no longer married to Dalton Gomez, she turned up at Wimbledon without a ring, mm. but actually... Something was going on with her co-star on Wicked. She was getting freaky with SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> getting, getting freaky with SpongeBob. I reckon it, I mean, which it had a splitsville and then in fairness to Michelle. Sex I think it makes more sense to say getting freaky with SpongeBob. <laughs> getting freaky with SpongeBob. Sure. And then, of course, when you throw in the fact that SpongeBob was betrothed or married to another woman. Lily J. It got a little messy. Now, this all happened over the course of three weeks. Ethan Slater had been married to Lily J for quite a while. He'd been with her for a decade. Yeah. Married for a couple of years. They had a baby who was not yet one. I know. Now, Ethan's team insisted that his marriage was legally intact but symbolically over. Convenient. When he hooked up with Ariana. Ethan's wife was very direct in saying Nuh-uh. that not all was well. No. It, it, was, all, it, it was very confusing. It was quite it? confusing. Sources told the tabloids that Ariana and Ethan's relationship had been going on for several months. And yet we had proof that in May, all screenshots, mm-hmm. we had screenshots that said that in May, two months before this news broke, Ethan had posted quite an adoring and loving Mother's Day post to Lily J. So the math was not mathing. It wasn't mathing. But again, also that is, if you want to believe the tableau reports that have been going on for months, like you have to take everything with a little grain of salt. But <laughs> it didn't help that Lily J went to page six and then said this, Ariana is the story really, not a girl's girl. My family is just collateral damage. The story is her and Dalton, which is a line that I still can't quite make sense of. No, neither. What we can make sense of is the fact that Ethan filed for divorce six days after the headlines first broke. As of right now, it certainly appears that Ariana and Ethan Slater are still together. They are being papped all around town. Remains to be seen what this relationship will do for the promotion of the Wicked movies. I think quite a bit. Quite a bit. I mean, there's two movies coming out, so they need to ramp up that promo as it is. 100%. Our second nominee, the triangle between Natalie Portman, Benjamin Millipede, and Camille mm. Etienne. I love that. Camille Etienne, I could just say her name a thousand times over it. For that reason, they're my winners. Yeah, so Frenchy, so chic. Now, remember, guys, when Page Six posted an article, or published, I should say, an article with the title, Natalie Portman, Benjamin Millipede, fight for marriage amid his affair with a 25-year-old. Now, this story was quite confusing, and we're going to kind of keep the timeline as clear as possible. Basically, at the end of May this year, a French tabloid called Voici, which Michelle tends to call Voici, Voici. <laughs> accused Natalie Portman's husband of cheating on her with a 25-year-old climate activist named Camille Etienne. Now, to support their claims, Voici... <laughs> <laughs> That happens. Well, Voici. I'm rubbing off on her today. Uh, <laughs> Snorting, getting bogan. I'm not access. a natural bogan. It's not fair. <laughs> I actually, hey, I'm proud to be a bogan. I actually am a natural bogan as well. I just try to fight it. Now, Voici published photos of them going into his office separately on May 24 and exiting 10 minutes apart almost old two hours later. <laughs> now, of note in this was the claim that the affair had been going on for some time. 
but that Natalie Portman had found out about the affair in March. So you've got the photos in May, but also reports that Natalie Portman had actually found out about this two months later. And the inference was she found out, obviously wasn't stoked about it, but decided to work through well, it. Well, yes. That was the inference. I think so, but then it's still going on. What I think Wasi was trying to do is saying, yeah, Natalie knew about this, but actually it's still going on because look at the meetup. Yeah. Absolutely. The photos were definitely suspect. Now, page six reported that Natalie and Benjamin had split or had a small break in November 2022. Which is even more confusing. Yeah, apparently when she was filming, I think it's called May, December. It's the movie that is doing the rounds right now that everyone's talking about. Apparently on the set of that film, things were bad and the entire cast and crew knew that Natalie Portman's marriage was in trouble. But then in page six's report, they definitely suggested that Natalie and Benjamin were together at the time these photos of him and Camille were taken. There was a pap shot of them kissing at dinner just days before. I guess to say, look, maybe these two relationships were happening simultaneously in May. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fast forward to now, I'm pretty sure these two are over. Like, they have been seen together, spending time with their kids. But I feel like we haven't seen her with her wedding ring. No. He's not wearing his. No. I don't know. Reports say the marriage is over. Natalie's not talking to the press. I do love Natalie Portman. I don't know if you guys have been watching much of yes. the May-December press tour. It's all over my TikTok feed Obsessed at the moment. with Natalie Portman. I just, she just comes across so incredibly well in every piece of press she does. I really loved her actors on actors. Yes. I know I spoke about this last week. I was going home to watch it with Paul Meskell. So good. It's just... She just seems delightful. She's very supportive of yeah. someone who's like kind of new on the scene. A hundred percent. Now I couldn't I couldn't have better things to say <laughs> about Natalie Portman having never met Benjamin, her. Benjamin, on the other hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah just I know. kidding. No, it's all alleged. It is all alleged. <laughs> Our third story. Our third nomination. nomination. <laughs> Princess Mary, Prince Frederick, and Genevieve Casanova. This wasn't even that long ago, guys. In early November, a Spanish tabloid called Lecturus published this. Exclusive, Genevieve Casanova and Frederico from Denmark together in Madrid. The photos that everyone is talking about. Same kind of deal here, right? These photos were taken in October this year when Frederick was visiting Spain. Princess Mary was notably overseas. I think she was in New York. She was NYC, yes. With the UN as well. Now... The tabloids reported that they went to like a, a Picasso exhibition together. People magazine reported that it was because she was just such a wonderful expert in Picasso. And they went to <laughs> they dinner. They just love art. And then they were seen. Entering- I'm getting freaky. <laughs> no, allegedly. Allegedly. And then entering her apartment 10 minutes or a few minutes apart, right? Yeah. This was the thing. Like they were wearing completely different outfits. Like these photos were taken over the course of hours. They yeah. were going in and out of this apartment. But never together. Never together. That he did stay the night apparently yeah. in her apartment after they got dinner together. Probably talking about Picasso. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. If she knew so much about it, you might as well squeeze as much info as Get you can. Get a really deep DNM about Picasso. In. Now, the royal family didn't say much about this, guys. They as they, they never do. They said, we have maintained a policy for years of not commenting on or confirming any details related to private matters. Additionally, we would like to emphasise our commitment to respecting the privacy of members of the royal family, including the Crown Prince. Mm. For what it's worth, Genevieve Casanova has denied the affair. She released a statement, Mish. <clears throat> I categorically deny the statements that suggest a romantic relationship between Prince Frederick and me. Any statement of this type not only completely lacks the truth, but also misrepresents the facts in a malicious manner. Fair enough. Since then, nothing has happened. Story has died. Princess Mary came out and wore 
a necklace with the F. F Isn't there an on F it? on it? Yeah. Oh. And it's just, it, I honestly think if you just come out, united front, never say anything, these stories tend to die. They do tend to die until we do our end of year awards. I know. And, back up for everyone. <laughs> and we remind everyone. And our fourth and final nominee. Zara fought for this one to be included. You all will understand why. Sydney Sweeney, <laughs> Glenn Powell and Gigi Paris. Now, you guys might be sitting there thinking, okay, but Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell aren't dating. And that is fair. They're not dating. But I would still call this a public love triangle because Gigi Paris, I think, wanted us to think it was. I also think you're ahead of the curve with this one because you did have to convince me to include it. But then now my entire TikTok feed is full yes. of Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell looking at each other like they want to maybe eat each other. Well, they are doing the press for anyone but you. And did you see, um, I think it was an interview on Good Morning America with Hoda Codby. Yes. And she was like, so are you guys dating? And they just went bright red and they were like, no, but... But we really love each other. She's like, but you're so cute together. I'm like, Hoda, Sydney's engaged to another man. I kind of respected how uh, forward it was. I would be too nervous asking the question. But let's recap what happened, right? Cast your minds back to April this year. So a little while ago, mm-hmm. the world suspected that something was going on between Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. They reportedly got close on the set of Anyone But You when they were filming in Sydney. They were the most beautiful pap shots taken of them filming. Pap shots. And then do you remember the TikTok video that went viral where they were sitting on the couch? She's sitting on his lap <gasps> facing forgot. him, right? So imagine I'm straddling Zara yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, straddling. Yeah. Straddling Zara. And then Zara tips me back and I, sorry for if you're not watching this, but I go like this with the camera <laughs> and just look absolutely stunning. It looked like two people in love. Oh, well, there was definitely, they definitely got closer than I would want my partner to yeah. get with somebody else yeah, when they were stoked about it. working together. Now, of course, Mish mentioned before Sydney Sweeney is engaged, correct? His name is Jonathan Devino. He's not a very public person. They keep no. their relationship quite private. Quite a bit older than her, though. Yeah. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Glenn Powell, when he was shooting Anyone But You, was in a relationship with a model named Gigi Paris. Now, at the start of April, Gigi paid Glenn a visit to the set in Sydney. When she got back, she posted a photo with the caption, never better, with a wave emoji. I think the wave emoji was crucial. And also <laughs> like she looked five. incredibly, mm. she is very hot. She's a model, but she looked particularly hot. It was giving revenge photo, waving goodbye vibes. I agree. She then posted a moody Instagram story that read, gut feelings of guardian angels. <laughs> Which I, is not wrong. She then <laughs> unfollowed Glenn and Sydney. And then she shared the song. And by this point, conversations were happening. They were swirling. She knew people were watching her. Absolutely. And she shared the song Respect by Aretha Franklin (laughs) on her Instagram. That is the cherry on top of the story. Yeah, I I couldn't have loved this more. I mean, it's interesting because people also then went to stalk Glenn and Sydney from their time together on the set Mm. of this show. They were posting very much in each other's families. Yeah, they were like spending all of their time when they weren't filming. You would think that that's the time that you go... I don't know, be by yourself, take a breather. They were spending it all together. Together. Like going to the zoo and stuff. Yeah, 100%. Now, fast forward to now, Sydney does seem to still be with her fiancé. As we mentioned before, they're thick in the press for this film. I think at the very least, these rumours may be awkward for them. Great for the film. I will be watching this film. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this film. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, get it. Get it. Can you 
tell us the winner then? Because yeah. that's our fourth and final nominee. Absolutely. <laughs> Who are we voting for? I think mine's got to go to Ariana. Ariana. Dalton, Lily J. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Sydney. Oh, I don't okay. know why. But Maybe do you think that they're going to win? No, I don't. I do think Ariana's yeah. going to win. Okay, but I'm trying see. to spice it up, guys. Yeah, fair enough. Although, okay. I think this category needed any more spicing. It doesn't because it goes to Ariana. Yay. And Lily. Clap again. I don't want to brag, but I am four from four. Did you get the first one? I thought you said no, not I think, Prince I think Harry. The, I think the no, I said it's a solid club yeah. as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said the listeners will have voted for this, but to keep it spicy, oh. I'll vote for Molly Gunn. See, I thought the award we were guessing what the listeners were voting. Uh, we're we're all measuring different things here. Well, and according to my measurements, I'm 100. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That's most important. <laughs> according to my measurements of my own life, I'm 100 percent always. You have to love yourself first. Yeah. All right, now. <laughs> our, our, our final category. We're here. Yay! The golden Sioa guys. The first nominee for the Golden Sea Award, which is, of course, to recognise the biggest story of the year. It's the story that influenced pop culture or that when you think back, like when we're 10 years older and we think back to 2023, this is supposed to be the story that we go, oh, that was the year of it. Remember this? Last year, I think it went to um, Don't Worry Darling and the whole fiasco. Yeah, and that that. checks out. That does check out. I think it deserved to win. Speaking of that, do you think end of next year or mid to end of next year is too early for us to release a scandal on that? Mate, I'd happily do a no. scandal on that this do you second time. Yeah, I'd love a recap. I would love a recap because I've already forgotten a lot of the details. I still think about the special salad dressing all the uh, time. Yeah, the special. Uh, yeah. The special and I think dressing. something will happen with one of the plays in that story in about a year's time. There'll be like an expose to, re- yeah. to bring it back. Yeah. Remember also the memes where uh, Christopher Pine was throwing a goat on Christopher Pine? Stars? I don't know. <laughs> Throwing a goat. Yeah, and his full name. Christopher James Barnes. <laughs> Wait, Pine. is it Christopher Barnes? I think he just goes by Chris Barnes. But look, we're not movie buffs, so we just go by what his real name is. Was it Christopher Pine a politician? Harold Styles. Christopher <laughs> oh, yeah, Christopher Pine has a podcast now. He's a former politician. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's in my head. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris. Definitely not Christopher. I don't know why I'm I really honestly thought, <laughs> I'm on your team. I thought it was Christopher Pine. <laughs> I remember when Christopher Pine <laughs> and threw a goat. All right, shall we get to the nominees? Yeah, our first nominee is Scandable. I'm not sure this is a good one. I've I fought for this I've one, and it, I know yeah. it won't win, but it I would win. just like to take us back here. In okay. March, the world take it turned away. I'll put my its clip attention. Down. Yeah, you just take a break. <laughs> All right. The world turned its attention. Rub the couch. Yeah, give yeah. your hands some time to rub. Use the couch. both hands. <laughs> oh, there's some fluff on it now. <laughs> now, in March, the world turned its attention to the Bravo reality TV show Vanderpump Rules because TMZ broke the bombshell news that longtime star of the show Tom Sandoval had been caught in the ugliest of allegations. What were those allegations, you ask? Well, it was that he, despite being in a 10-year-long relationship with his co-star, Ariana Maddox, had actually been getting freaky with their co-star of the show, Raquel Levis. Sorry, I'm, too nervous. I'm <laughs> reapplying my lipstick. Sarah's free doing her makeup. That's how checked out she is. Anyone, anyone want to add anything or are you happy for me to keep going? Well, the big struggle for us this year was the fact that this story... No, it wasn't this one. Was it this wasn't one this that one? broke when you were away or was it another house? No, that was, oh. a, um, that was the story about Kyle Richards and Maurice. Oh, they all blend into one. Do. They blend into one. Maybe heading for divorce. A Michelle Andrews yeah. story. They're just the Bravo universe. I know I've got so many people listening though who are on this bandwagon with me and for those listeners let me keep going <laughs> no i'm not i'm not kidding when i say i'm not doing any of the heavy lifting here who's <laughs> literally just sitting here like she's an audience member of my podcast tell me more all right zara well 
As far as scandalous celebrity stories are concerned, I think this is a top contender. Scandable had everything. We had the matching lightning bolt necklaces. Remember yes. that? I liked that detail, yeah. Yeah, that was a secret love pact between oh, them to yeah. say I love you when they're yeah. in the same room, but Ariana was also with them. We had, of course, the fact that the cameras were rolling and caught the initial screaming matches between Tom and Ariana in their living room. We had thousands upon thousands of fans flooding Tom Sandoval's bar with one-star Google and Yelp reviews. I'm seeing some nods. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Very engaged. We had the allegations that another co-star, Sheena Shea, hit slash punched Raquel in the face. What? Do we remember this? No. no well, she took out a re- temporary restraining <laughs> order. Oh, we had the notes app apology from Tom Sandoval that didn't even mention Ariana. Not True. once. No. Oh, no. He had to issue a second oh, notes app yeah. apology. The first one famously only apologized to his business co-founders. Oh, I remember yeah. this. Yeah. It was all It was story. all fascinating. I think we can I'm all agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we had the revenge arc of Ariana Maddox, a woman who turned lemons into lemonade. Tabloid reports have suggested she made a million dollars out of this. I think that is too conservative. I think given how many endorsements she signed, how many TV shows she's been on since, the fact she doubled her Instagram following, gained a million followers after this happened... I think we're looking, dare I say, at about four or five million dollars. Well, there she got there. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just like Zara saying, September's the busiest time of the year. I've got another to back it up. It's quite a busy time of year. All right. First nominee. Second nominee. Barbie Mania, mm, of course. In I'm ju- putting my notes up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you on this ride. Now, in July, Barbie finally hit cinemas. When we say it hit cinemas, it overwhelmed cinemas. It annihilated cinemas. I mean, of course, starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, directed by Greta Gerwig. You know what happened. It is so far grossed $1.442 billion USD worldwide, became the highest grossing film of 2023, the highest grossing film by a solo female director, as well as the 14th highest grossing film of all time. I think the business story behind this film is something that I know has been told, but I actually wouldn't mind telling it properly one day Mm -hmm. in, in some kind of shameless format, because I think the lengths that Margot Robbie and Tom Ackley and Lucky Chap Entertainment went to get this film off the ground the rights to this film had been circulating for a long time so many different names had been attached to it no one thought they could get it off the ground and the fact that they didn't only just get it off the ground but it is one of the biggest movies of all time is is a real testament to their business savviness I would say it's also great that it did take this long because remember the initial reports in fact this was confirmed that Amy Schumer was going to play Barbie and then Anne Hathaway was attached to it so many iterations and they needed to go through all of that to land on the right one which was Margot absolutely now of course the marketing strategy here was second to none and I do think it's one of the main things people think of when they think about Barbie from Mm -hmm. this year we had Warner Brothers hosting a Barbie cruise in June Mattel announced a hundred brand collaborations to celebrate the launch of Barbie, including one with Xbox to create Barbie-themed consoles. We had the Barbie film set in Architectural Digest. It was then announced that Barbie would be partnering with Airbnb. Oh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I thought about it. You looked it. at me and said, you'd be like, are we going to edit that Do out? I so Airbnb and Brie. It's, it's uh, with, with Airbnb and Brie to give away a first day in, in a Malibu Barbie dream house. A Malibu Barbie dream house, I think, was the most impressive of all of this. Like the fact that they literally built a hot pink mansion just to use for promo and then Insane. actually rented it out. Yeah, there was also a TV show hosted by Ashley Graham called Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge. Uh, of course, Margot Robbie then took to a million different red car- 
outfits in so many different iconic Barbie looks. She like went deep into the archives and recreated everything. That actually was maybe one of my other favourite parts of this market. Totally. Strategy. I mean, reports at the time said that this film's budget was $100 million. There were reports from The Hollywood Reporter that said the marketing budget, which is outside of that 100 mil budget, was 150 mil. Spent more on marketing than the movie itself. And what didn't it pay off? It was a very well thought out strategy. Mm. Barbie was so big. She was nominated for Time Person of the Year. Was she? Yeah, she was nominated, but she lost out. To our next nominee. To our Ooh. next nominee. What Talk a Segui. <laughs> what a Segui. Our third and final nominee for Golden Sioa of 2023 is Taylor Swift. Yeah, I love that you looked at your notes. <laughs> What's her name again? I was trying to figure out a creative way of saying it, and then I looked at my notes and went, I've got Taylor Nothing. Swift. <laughs> the thing is, what I found really fascinating or really fun when I was trying to go back and track the timeline of Taylor Swift from this year. Obviously, we've been talking about her a lot. She did win Time Person of the Year, but going back through the timeline was so interesting. I loved that the New York Times called 2023 Taylor Swift's viral era. Mm. I think that really encapsulates she was just viral constantly. Do you want me to take you through the timeline of this year with Taylor yes. Swift headlines? Yes. That, there were so there many. There were so many. So on March 17, this all kicked off, I would say. My birthday. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Where did we are, Kindred Spirits? That's, that is actually quite an interesting <laughs> Fact. Well done. Now, I'm not even being sarcastic. That's great. Now, Taylor Swift launched her much-anticipated Eras tour. She had her first show, and from then on, she was all we spoke about. Three weeks after her first show, it was announced that her and Joe Alwyn had broken up. Took everybody by surprise. Well, so much surprise that people were in denial. Famously, when we shared this on Instagram, everyone told us it wasn't some true. Very, very grumpy people telling us that we were jumping onto something that was fake news. Fake news. It was not fake news. Now, by May three. So it was under a month after the breakup with Joe was announced. Taylor had begun dating, or it was announced that Taylor had begun dating Maddie Healy at the 1975. Mm. Days after those reports came out, I remember this vividly. It was on like a Tuesday that reports came out via The Sun, anonymous sourcing. And we were like, surely not, surely not, surely not. <laughs> By Friday and Saturday, he was at both her Nashville shows. Do you remember um, at one of these shows? I can't remember if it was one of those two shows or a week later where she mouthed, this is about you, you know who you are, I love you, which is something that he had mouthed at his show. I've been thinking about this because I couldn't make sense in my head why she looked at the cameras in the audience and said, this is about you, you know who you are, I love you. Because we had known that they'd done a collab together, right? It never saw the light of day, but 1975 and Taylor Swift collabed on some kind of musical project. I think this was some kind of teaser that that's a lyric in the song, maybe, or something to do with the song, maybe a music video. And that's why they both did it. But then maybe the music wasn't quite there, wasn't quite good enough. They broke up and it never got released. I don't know. I don't know. Do you hate my theory? I don't. No, no, no. I don't hate your theory. I think there's something to it. I don't think it's as simple as her really leaning into the public nature of this relationship and doing something zany. I think it has to be promo for something. This is very quick after the Joe Alwyn stuff. And I think, as we all remember, I'm sure, once they it was announced that these two were together, Matty Healy suddenly found himself the centre of controversy so often. Like, we were digging up his old stuff. A month later, they split. They were only together for a month. It was a hot second. In July. So July 7th. So this is a month after they've broken up. Speak Now debuts. She becomes the woman with the most chart-topping albums in history. That same month, Travis Kelsey goes to a Taylor Swift concert and he goes on his podcast and said that he had hoped to slip her his number. He made a friendship bracelet. They weren't able to meet. Apparently she has to save her voice. Yep. He was very upset about this. But then fast forward to September 24. 
Taylor Swift rocks up at a Kansas City Chiefs game, the first of many public appearances that these two would make as a couple. Crazy. By October 13, her Ears to a film opened in theatres, making $92 million in its opening weekend and $249 million. This is all in USD again. Becoming the highest grossing concert film of all time. By the end of October, <laughs> we're tired. Imagine Taylor. By the end of October, 1989, Taylor's version came out. By November, she was announced as the most streamed artist on Spotify and Apple mm. that year. In December, she was Times Person of the Year. There is so much I haven't mentioned. I haven't mentioned the I Spice collab that was arguably made because oh, of the Maddie Healy, the Maddie Healy drama. Stuff, of I haven't yes. spoken about. Carly Kloss turning up to one of her concerts. Yeah. I haven't talked about the resurgence of Cruel Summer and how that's arguably become her biggest song this year. Well, that's almost been the biggest song of 2023 and it was released four years ago. So she's just had a colossal, colossal year. And apologies again to the three listeners who hate us talking about Taylor Swift. I think you're about to find out that she's won the Golden Star. I think you're about to find that out too. I've got to say, I love doing these awards, but I wish the results weren't so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we think it's Taylor? Yeah. yeah. I, think it I would love it to be who Barbie. Would you guys vote? Oh, you would vote I would for love Barbie. It to be, I would vote for Taylor, but I would love it to be Barbie. Okay. I think it's Taylor. Oh, also, in an episode earlier this year, I said that I liked Taylor a six out of ten. Oh, this is oh. awards, Annabelle, guys. <laughs> she said, this early this year and she really wants to correct the record. Please, Taylor, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. What are you, what are you now? I think I'm a nine. Yeah. No way. Well, because then Spotify Wrapped came out and I'm like in her top 1%. Yeah, no, Annabelle's stats definitely hinted towards being a nine or yeah. a 10 out of 10. I don't know why I'm in denial. I've got to unpack that in my own time. In my own <laughs> yeah, time. Honestly, in the break. The listener is busy enough. enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, it's, it's just a long one. Do you want me to read out the actual card yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah. Literally everything to do with Taylor Swift. Breaking up with Joe Alwyn, The Era's <laughs> Tour, Maddie Healy, Travis Kelsey, etc., etc., etc. I'm curious. Yay. Congratulations to Taylor. I know she'll consider this the biggest award that she's won <laughs> this, this year. <laughs> Chelsea, I know you're off camera. What was the breakdown of like stats for this award? Was it a sweet, was it like a clean sweep for Taylor? Like 90% Taylor. 90% yeah. Taylor. Taylor. Again, crying for the three listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably don't listen anymore. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. They tuned out in September. <laughs> it's like, why? like, I'm so fucking It was a big this. month, September. <laughs> we lost three whole listeners. Notoriously busy. <laughs> guys, that is all we've got time for today it's our last show of the year oh my god well apart from scandal 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 never gets a break poor scandal scandal (laughs) will be dropping over the break we will be taking three weeks off our thursday show we will be back sort of mid-january the date's not in the top of my head but if you think of three thursdays off then we're back 14 is giving me a good vibe it's not 14 you know wildly wrong i've got my phone in here i will get you the date and while she looks what should we talk about (laughs) what are you doing over the break (laughs) the first episode back is the 18th of january yes Mm -hmm. um we have some pretty solid scandals going over this period one in particular that i'm very very excited to drop summary very sugary it's exactly i think what you guys are going to want over the summer if i may pump that up yep it rhymes with nice meals (laughs) <laughs> oh, what the hell? What the Why heck? would you spoil it? It's, nice meals is so obvious. It's like a, it's like a compliment. Nice meals, Mish. <laughs> Love your meals. I actually quite like that. <laughs> Say it again. Nice, nice meals, Mish. <laughs> no one knows what it means. Um, and in the meantime, that's kind of all we've got. Any last comments for you? Uh, love you guys. Thanks for a great year. It's been a great one. It's, it's been, been a solid a great year. One. Another shout out to Dave Galafassi. <laughs> yeah. Special mention to Dave. He popped up again. He's hoping we see Dave Galafassi in 2020. 
four. Can we maybe have a whole section? And the 2024 CEO is, if he pops up again, we just need to give him the Dave Galafassi Award, the Wavy Boy Award. Yeah. I've suddenly remembered I was supposed to do Dave faces. Who's Dave? Give you a bunch oh, of faces yeah. to show you. Next year, hopefully he's still yeah. relevant. We've got so much time. This has been the worst outro ever. Thanks, guys, for such a great year. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for watching if you watch this one. It's a real test and learn, and I'm not sure if we've nailed it or not. Come and support the show. We are on Instagram at Shameless Podcast, TikTok at Shameless underscore podcast. I have loved doing the show this year. Oh, my God. It's and been my favourite year doing the show. It's such an enjoyable time to be in this kind of content. Yeah, I think I actually think I fell in love with doing the show this year. It sounds yeah. very earnest, but I don't think recording this show was always my favourite part of the job, I have to be honest. Mm. I would always joke that my favourite part of my job was sitting behind my computer and tap, tap, tapping on my computer with my headphones on. But this show has been such a beautiful distraction. I think I've just leaned into the fun. It's been really joyful this year. And, and I feel I feel the show has distracted me as well. Yes. And I think in understanding how it's distracted me, I can kind of understand a bit more how it distracts other people. So, I mean, five years in, it's my favourite thing to do. Do you guys want a hug? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the couch. Let's all have the couch instead. We're out. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello guys, Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish Stylish, if you want to say it quickly, style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse, if you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.